0: Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. Last Wednesday night or the Wednesday night before whichever one it was, I think it was last Wednesday night, I was there in Psalm 68, and I've been studying on this matter of worship, and I hit one or two things about it last week, about how to worship and why to worship and who we worship uh, in that uh, text, uh, in another message, but that message was kind of founded on, um, on studying about worshiping God. And I want to continue with that. We won't get very far with it tonight. I, there's another way to introduce this, and it's kind of an odd way to do it, but I, I want to just I want to build around the, the word worship over the next couple of weeks, if the Lord will allow us to do that. Uh, one, of, one, of, one of the things that we fall short of in our, in our church services and our daily walk with him is worship of him. And uh, it's, it's hard for, for humans to really learn to, to bow down. And I'm not talking about just physically bow down. I have trouble doing that right now. And I can go down on one knee, but not the other. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of being able to, to bow the heart to God. That's what worship is. It is to bow our heart to God, and uh, that's it. It's quite a, a challenge for humans to do that. Uh, we're we have on on the one side we have pride that we have to fight against. We don't want anybody to to you know label us as a Pentecostal or anything along that line. Charismatic, you know, and so we're we're a little reluctant when it comes to this matter of worshiping God. And I realize there's a a, a private worship of the Lord and then there's a public worship of the Lord and uh, we don't, you know, don't want to get those kind of intermingled and confused one with or from the other and so for the most part we're not real, we're not real studied when it comes to this matter of worshiping God I want to just look at a couple of words tonight and I have to hurry along in verse number 10 of chapter number 12 He said, the preacher sought to find out acceptable words, acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even the words of truth. We'll look at verse number 12 as well. The words of the wise are as goads as a a pointer or a prod, and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And he goes on and, and he goes into a different subject. But in the, in the closing of the book of Ecclesiastes, he mentions this matter of acceptable words. Acceptable words. Now, we've been down this path before, but I want to I use it uh, to introduce to you uh, one word in particular. And we'll, get, we'll make our way over there here in just a moment. And, uh, you know, Words words, acceptable words, obviously, in that he emphasized that there are some acceptable words, and obviously there are some unacceptable words, and you could, and I'll not, I'll not use them, I don't, I don't use them in my life, uh, the slang words and all of those kind of words, uh, there's some derivative of, of curse words that, that even Christians use, and uh, from time to time, or maybe more frequently than that, that if they would look up the root of what the words that they're using, and you know, and, and there's, there's kind of a, a, a Christian cursing, you know, and uh, it's, it's kind of accepted by the world and all those kind of things. And so uh, there are some unacceptable words. A lot of the words that people use today and now are, are not, they don't fall under the definition of being what he said here. Words, that were written was upright, even words of truth. And so somehow or another, we have to learn to make sure that the vocabulary that we're using is pleasing to the Lord. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. So be very careful. Be very careful uh, the language that we use, especially there's some language that adult use that they don't want children using. Well, if it's, not, if it's not suitable for a child to use it, then I don't think it's suitable for the child of God to use it. That's another message altogether. And so here, uh, but, and, and so not even for the sake of illustration will I use any of those words tonight. And, and there's slang, and then there's worse than that. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, the definition is words that are pleasing. Words that are pleasing. That's what he said. They're acceptable words, not necessarily to me, but to God. And uh, I honestly, I don't like to hear, I, I don't like to hear, profane and, and, and cursing. Uh, if you go out in public places, you're going to hear it. It's gonna, you're you're gonna hear it if you, you if you watch television. They're they're using words on TV today that that I never thought, even in the news, you know, sometimes they'll, well, I don't watch anything but the news. Even on the news now, they'd be quoting people, and uh, they'll just use maybe the first letter of a word, and, and then they'll put dot, 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 and quotes around it, and, and you know, and it comes, you know what, you know what they're saying? Unacceptable words. I remember many years ago, I was just a young Christian, a very young Christian. I don't know that, uh um, how long I'd been saved, but I went to one of the, I still work in, in the automotive industry. Went to one of the local parts houses, and the fellow that was behind the counter, I mean just every other word. I, I, don't, I honestly don't think he could have made a sentence if he couldn't use the curse words. And, uh, and somehow or another that, that day, it just really bothered me. And I, I finally asked him, I said, look, look right here, look at this. He said, what? He said, what? He said, I said, it, does that look like a trash can to you? And he, he said, what? I said, all that trash that's coming out of your mouth is landing right in my ear. And he said, and he didn't even know that I, I don't know that he, I know I wasn't a preacher at the time, so he, he, yeah, and usually in the situation when the preacher's around, they say, shh, now don't say that. You know, the preacher, it happens all the time. You know, that happens to me all the time. And perhaps some of you. Unacceptable words. Unacceptable words. The definition is words that are pleasing, words that are desirable, words that are delightful and purposeful, words that are meaningful, words that are said willingly. And words that are agreeable. Words that are agreeable. It seems like this day and hour that most of our conversation, we want to kind of, we kind of want to prod like the goad. We kind of want to poke, you know, and and um, and we have to be careful of that. People are really guilty of it when it comes to Facebook and Instagram and all those kind of things. Uh, if you're not careful, yeah, they'll people will develop an opinion of me or you and they'll think that, you know, we're just, we're just militant and we're anti-everything and that and, uh, we should be. We should, Everything that's wrong, well, to be against it. Well, to, we to speak of it publicly and not be ashamed to identify. He said, mark those among you which cause divisions contrary to the words which you have learned. And so I had somebody put up on the Facebook a couple of years ago. They just put up a little thing. They asked a question. So, I don't, I don't just jump into everything that's going on. I'm too busy for all that. I had a fellow the other day that uh, asked me if I would debate him on a particular subject. No, I don't have time for that. And so, you know, I, I don't get involved in all that, but, but they asked a question. They said, what do you call it when a person that believes in God no longer goes to church? Or wants to go to church. No longer goes to church. And I just put one word up there. They asked her, what do you call it? And I put the word reprobate. It's reprobate. That's what it is. I mean, they asked for it. What what, what do you call it when somebody claims to be a, you know, they claim to be a Christian, but they don't want to follow the Lord, is what they were asking. They are reprobate. Reprobate. And and so it's a matter of, Using the proper words and and so on and so forth. The uh, let's move on very quickly. Agreeable, they agree with the word of God. Here's one. I'm looking with me in the book of uh, in the book of Revelation. Let me give you a couple of acceptable words. A couple of acceptable words. And um, the word Amen. Look with me in the book of Revelation, chapter number one. We'll just read. One verse. It's found throughout the book of Revelation. Matter of fact, in the New Testament, it's found uh, 51 times. Uh, uh, in the Old Testament, it's found 22 times. The word Amen. The word Amen. It should be part of our vocabulary. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And here's the word Amen. Do you use that word outside of closing your prayer? Here's what the word means, and, I, and I've already given you the definition, definition for it. So be it. It means it is so. In the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 27, it's used 11 times in one chapter, and it said, All the people shall say amen. All the people shall say amen. Uh, the men ought to say amen. Amen. And the ladies ought to say amen. Matter of fact, it said so in Numbers chapter number 5 and verse number 22. And it's kind of a, uh, an unrelated subject, but it said, And the women shall say amen. And so we see that, that we're to use this as part of our vocabulary, part of our vocabulary in using it, the word Amen. In Psalms, and we don't, we, we won't take time to go there tonight, uh, throughout the book of Psalms, in Psalms 41 and 13, Psalms 72, 19, Psalms 89, 52, it gives th- the uh, double invocation of amen. It says amen and amen. I, I hear people say that sometimes. Sometimes they would be praying, and at the end of their prayer, they'll close out with amen and amen. That's what the Bible says. And so here's an acceptable word, one that we could use um, you know, it, it shouldn't just be used at the end of our prayer or just in our church services, but it should be used in our everyday life. In our everyday life. It's a good, good word to use. It means to affirm. It might, by, uh, by the way, it is, uh, it's a word Jesus used in Revelation one eighteen. He uses it. And then in Revelation 3.14, He is the word. Amen. It's one of his titles, like Lord and the many other Savior, many of the other titles that he has. He is also the Amen, according to Revelation 3.14. And so, uh, this matter of affirmation, the word Amen, it is to be trustworthy. It's, it's saying, surely, surely it means to have support for to trust or believe it means to be true it means to be faithful and as i mentioned it is to be it means so be it and uh, and so we need to, we need to make sure that we understand when we use the word amen what we're saying it is it is an acceptable word not only up in heaven but not only at the end of a of a prayer not only at a good point in a message or, or a song or whatever the case may be, there needs to be an affirmation. And if the affirmation is not given, then people really don't know where we stand. And so it is important. I love to be in the congregation so I can say amen. It's a lot easier to sit there and say amen, amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah, than it is to get up here and try to preach and uh, I love it when these other guys are preaching. I I like to sick them on. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, and they do such good work. Here's another one. Uh, We're still in the book of Revelation. Let's look at it quickly. In chapter number 4, in uh, verse number 8, and we looked at this recently in our Sunday night study. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying... And here is a, a trifecta of the word holy. Holy, holy, holy. It is a series of holies. It is a, a group of holy that has been put together. Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And so here's another good word to use, the word holy. Um, we use. We have a holy Bible. Uh, we believe that part of the... Uh, uh, of the Godhead is, is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the list goes on and on and on. We're married in holy matrimony. And so it is another word that we need to, to use. And it means perfection. It means cleanness. It means innocence. It means to be undefiled. Perfection. All, the list just goes on and on and on of the multiple meanings of the word holy. There's two of them. But the one I want to get to before we close tonight is also in the book of Revelation. Look with me in chapter 4. We're there just, uh, uh, just a little ways down uh, in, the, in the latter part of the chapter, verse number 11 it is. They didn't have it marked in this Bible. And here's where we start, with the matter of worship. Thou art worthy. Art worthy. That's what worship is all about. It's not about me. It's not about my accomplishments. It's not about casting accolades upon one another. We don't go to church and worship because the church is a perfect place. Uh, We we don't go to church and worship and sing and adore Him because the people are perfect at church. You know better than that, don't you? You know we're not perfect. it's, It's unfair that people go to a church maybe with 75, 80, 90, 100, 150 people and uh, expecting those people to be perfect. They're not perfect at work. They're not perfect at school. They're not perfect at home, and they won't be perfect at church. If you require perfection in a church, it'll take a long time to find one. You probably have to wait. And in... uh, Up in heaven, it said there was no need for a temple. So I don't, they sing about uh, you know, every day being Sunday by and by. I know that we'll worship up in heaven, but I don't know, I don't know that we'll have uh, Victory Baptist Church and Corinth Baptist Church and so on and so forth. Worthy. Thou art worthy. He's called a little later the worthy lamb. Let me close with this and we'll, we'll, we'll have prayer. It means to be deserving. Is he? Is he worthy of our praise? Does he deserve? My amen. Does he deserve? That I live a holy life. Does he? Is he deserving of, of the songs and the music, and is he deserving of my time and my tithe and and my my support and my. The list goes on and on. Is he, is he worthy tonight or is he not? Deserving. Suitable. That's not a good word, is it? Suitable. It, is, it doesn't even sound like it would be a measure of the character of God. The word suitable. But the reality of it is, he is everything that we need. He is everything that we should have, uh, Christ is all I need, the songwriter said. And so he's, it, it seems a little, uh, kind of a, a, a lower explanation of who he is, but you know, in, in the sense of our relationship to God, the, the, the practical side of that is, Just like the psalmist said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because he's suitable. He's suitable. It means to do, it's due reward, but it means that he deserves our worship. He deserves it. You know, it's one thing that he requires it, and you'll see a little bit later that he does. And uh, and it's one thing that he expects it, and you'll see a little bit later that he does. But we've got to start out with the the reality that he is worthy. He deserves you to worship him, those in the balcony, those on the lower level, those up on the uh, platform, those that will be in the choir this Sunday morning. If we could could come to church, come on, says Sherry. If we could come to church and our thoughts as we prepare and and arrive and start the church service is that we focus on Him. We focus on Him. You've heard these these testimonies tonight, these words of praise, these words of thanksgiving. That's the way church ought to be. Praise. Praise and worship, adoration, all for him. Would you stand with us for prayer? Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for this time together tonight. Lord, we pray tonight for our group that's away from us, and yet it feels like they're so near us. Lord, I pray that you would bless their night and their day tomorrow and their evening again. Their travel home, Lord, we thank you for the tens of thousands of miles that our churches traveled, and with no major complication, no major accidents. And Lord, we we praise you for that. We pray that you would give them safety, Lord, that you would move in their lives. We pray, Lord, for the Sunday morning service you'd get glory and honor that you so rightfully deserve. Bless now and have your way in our hearts and lives, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name.